So, Kirsten, the year is 1978. Okay. And the mountain came to them, has just mm-hmm. hit many movie theaters all across the country. Yes. Uh, including one movie theater in a little town called Gerard, Illinois, where it inspires something. It inspires what's, what, what people thought at first was an actual crime and then since then is proven to be, well, we'll get into what it actually proved to be. Kirsten, there was a pastor who saw this movie in the town of uh, Gerard, Illinois, who is not happy with it, and not happy with what it and the cultural phenomena of it and the next couple movies after it did to his fair town, and he believed the God-fearing Christian world at large. Kirsten, today we are here to talk about the Satanic Panic movement and how it relates to the later movies in the Marmoset Chronicles saga. Oh my god. Are you ready? Oh my god. (laughs) To the Marmoset Chronicles, a personal retrospective, a show where two good friends, good uh, film lovers and film cultured lovers, I would say, uh, discuss the movies and the things around the movies of one Laz Patillo. I am, of course, Jay, and I am joined, as always, by my friend Kirsten. Kirsten, how are you? I'm pretty good, Jay. Thanks for asking. Um, You know, it's it's, uh, it's warm out, Uh, the pollen count's really high. I've gotten to the level of uh, bored cabin fever where um, I just like watching trashy competition shows. <laughs> so, so Jay, yes, you you picked you you picked this topic like specifically for me, right? <laughs> I mean, this is yeah. this is so much of like a lineup of all of my weird niche interests. Yeah. No, and I knew it was, and it's stuff that I think fascinates both of us a little bit. Like, it fascinates me, too, and also, I it was it was something I knew once I threw the ball and handed it off to you, you would catch it and do something cool with it, too. So, yes, I, I more or less did. Um, yeah, so, you know, we, 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 I guess we start with Gerard, Illinois, a tiny town which mm-hmm. I looked up on Google Maps a few minutes ago, and it's just kind of like a few perfectly square town blocks, and then... What appears to be wasteland on both sides. It's probably actually farms. But uh, mm-hmm. I think it's funnier if it's wasteland. This town where uh, <laughs> what turned out to maybe be a like staged murder of an animal in a park at night happened. And there were symbols painted on trees mm-hmm. that both looked satanic. And some looked like the specific symbols from the attic and basement in And the Mountain came to them. Yes. And that is how one Reverend Paul Atkinson, is the reverend of this, I, I don't even, I don't know what the nomination, Methodist, that's one of them, um, this church in this town starts a movement, starts what becomes a, like, whole facet of the satanic panic of the late 70s into the 80s, of just insistence that these movies are filling the minds and souls of our young ones with the the power of Satan and his many satanic willings. Yes. Um, I and guess, I just like... think that's neat. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I, I guess, like, should we give some background to the satanic panic for, like, the uninitiated? Ha, huh, nice choice of words there, Kirsten. Uh, yeah, for the... Good. Well, okay. Basically, the Satanic Panic was largely a phenomenon of the 80s. It kind of went into the 90s, but it was largely an 80s thing where just a lot of people and things got uh, accused of Satanic ritual abuse. And all of them, all of the ones that pop into your mind immediately were bullshit. There has been, in the history of, like, the United States, I'm pretty sure one case of actual, like... Satanic ritual abuse, uh, but that's uh, a cult, and it was largely based on the U.S.-Mexico border, and it's sort of a whole different thing, and it wasn't actually worshipping Satan. A lot of people's lives got ruined. Yeah, that's very, that's a good way to put it. It was a lot of, um, I, I, in preparation for talking about it, I was looking at this Vox article, just kind of laying it out, and it does a pretty good job, I'll put it in the... Episode description for anyone who wants to know in more detail. But yeah, it's a lot of, like, 
late 70s rising fear both in churches and as mm-hmm. stuff like uh this is, like it's also because of like serial killers in the 70s is the other yeah. part of it you've got your ted bundy's your zodiac killers your uh john wayne gacy's mm-hmm. and so you know there was a kind of a like rising fear of thy neighbor sort of thing going mm-hmm. on um, and, and, yeah, that, that carries into the big satanic panic of the 80s. Uh, if you've ever, you know, we, we intersect with this audience. If you've ever heard about how that stuff happened with Dungeons and Dragons, like that was yes. a huge thing. Uh, fun fact, you can see a very early Tom Hanks performance in an anti-Dungeons and Dragons movie made by some religious group about Mazes how it's and Monsters! Mazes and Monsters is a far out game! It's fucking great! Oh. oh my god! He thinks a homeless man is a wizard. It's fucking nuts. <laughs> don't don't watch it. It's really not good. Um, Do watch it. It's fascinating. But um, it's anyway, and it has a lot to do with like you know, basically how hard you know people crack down on like anti-establishment stuff in the eighties and how. It's a lot of, like, cultural things intersecting, uh, and, you know, the, the rise of, like, um, televangelists, yeah. uh, who wanted to just kind of spew things for views, uh, yeah. the original clickbait, if you would. Sure, uh, yeah. But, um, it was a weird and fascinating time that's really interesting to learn about and also really sad because some people did have their lives and careers like absolutely genuinely destroyed by a whole bunch of paranoia and fear-mongering. And that's terrible, but uh, I'm sure there are other podcasts that go into that part of it in way more depth. We're just going to talk about the Marmoset Chronicles thing. (laughs) This is about some fun movies a guy made. Not about cultural movements and their lasting scars on our society. They're so. about some fun movies. So you ha- you had that incident, you know, this, like, supposed dog sacrifice in a park in this little town. That happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, this pastor starts, like, like, really rides on this at his local church. Starts really preaching about it. And I, I, I think, I, I don't mean to make it sound like this all happened because of this one town in Illinois. I'm sure there were, like... Other similar things happen. You know, I, I think there were a couple weird things happening around that movie. Then, then Logica comes out two years later, and like I, I am, I am many things. An expert mm-hmm. on feminism as of 1980, I am not. But I think it was still like this. This is we're still kind of like not quite yet shuffling into the first era of any really iconic female leads in big action movies. You know, your Mm -hmm. Terminators, your Aliens. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I I think, like, uh, Margot in Logica is not a hero. She's the antagonist. But she was still kind of seen as this, like, a little bit... Like, she was seen as a little bit risky for the time Mm -hmm. for how, like just completely autonomous she was. She mm-hmm. she owned that entire place. She mm-hmm. ran it. She was very much a symbol of power mm-hmm. in a way that women are were not often portrayed, especially in, in that kind of movie at that point. And yeah. I, I think that was seen as like, I, I don't know, like a temptation thing by, by some churches. And they were like, oh no, he's, she's spreading mm-hmm. satanic wiles and Georgie doesn't like, you know, doesn't, join her but it it, 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 he doesn't resist her he doesn't condemn her for her satanic ways like it was very much that kind of thing and i i do think that it's important to realize at this time how like kind of going back to the end the mountain came to them how how much all of this satanic panic stuff was built off of just random imagery that people saw and decided was bad that's why that's why Dungeons and Dragons was so condemned because it had some big scary demons. And you know what else has big scary demons, Jay? Uh, hell. Hell, hell yeah. has big scary demons. <laughs> so it was really that, like, you know, they saw this, th- these symbols, and decided they looked satanic and really, really ran with it. Um, this is really funny because those aren't, like, quote unquote, real symbols a graphic artist made those yeah yeah a dude in california came up with those yes him and his wife uh um uh carlos and gianna montoya i think okay yeah did a lot of like um little like set piece design and um did a lot of like movie poster graphics around the time these were coming out and yeah 
uh, kind of a contact of Laz's, and they sat down and they just came up with sort of weird-looking symbols. Laz very, very, I think, deliberately did not want these connected to anything that was real. Of course not, yeah, Cause, cause, because he knew that, you know, like, you, you know if you do that, exactly what's going to happen, and it's what happened anyway, like, it, and the Satanism came to him, like, <laughs> it's kind of what happened. Ah, uh, yes. But of course, and of course then, Laz, because he's Laz, and he's a drama queen, decided to lean into it. Yep. I mean, I guess, I guess it all really starts with... <laughs> Uh, the interview about it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Laz is very much someone who, you know, he's a bear. He, he, he will hit, swipe back at you if provoked, if like poked in his, mm-hmm. I don't know why I said bear. He's a wild animal who will swipe at you if you poke him with a long stick. Yeah. And one day, an interviewer for, I don't know, People Magazine? Was that a thing in 78? Probably. Uh, or maybe in 80, whenever this was. Like, asked him about the satanic panic thing and yeah he just kind of starts leaning into it like it's one of the most it's it's some of the most fun later laz publicly has period oh yeah (laughs) you know what it kind of reminds me of have you ever um like read those interviews with um like keanu reeves where they bring up how everyone like you know is like oh you never age you're like a vampire Uh uh-huh and he really obviously doesn't deny that he's a vampire yeah um, yeah, it's great. And I it's really fun uh and was definitely a bold move at the time. Uh cuz some people were like, "Ah, oh, yeah. See, he admits it. He's a satanist." While Laz, right. you know, wildly cackles in the background. Uh, <laughs> Agent so, of chaos. Do do we want to talk about kind of like the ripple effect from this, or the weirdness of, like, what actually happened in that town with the the, the quote-unquote uh, ritual sacrifice. Yeah, I, I don't know if we need to go too far into what actually happened. Like, it was, it was like, a, a do- there was a dead dog, and it was, it was thought for a while that, uh, that the, that these kids, like, killed the dog and smeared its blood around. Mm-hmm. What what turned out happened was it was just some dude who had seen the movie who was just like it'd be really funny prank. It was like some kid, some teen, rogue teen with you know a a, a baseball hat, right? Baseball hat, baseball hat, a baseball bat, <laughs> <laughs> riding a bike down the street, hitting mailboxes with his baseball cap. You know what what whatever teens do. Um, never been one myself. Wouldn't know. Um, it, it, you know, it was some teen who just. Thought it'd be a funny thing to do, a funny prank. The, the the dog was really dead, but it was like the kid did not kill the dog. Yeah, the dog had died somewhere else, and the kid like put it there and just smeared blood well, around to make it look like uh, the basement in the attic, and that was kind of that. Or you could go with the conspiracy theory angle of this, which is that somebody set this up in this particular town with this particular preacher to uh, like slander Lasbatillo. Sure, yeah, to uh, to incite a riot. And I've gone down that particular conspiracy theory before, <sighs> and it's one of those things where, like, you go into it like, this is dumb. And then you read three or four pages about it, and you're like, um, hold on a second. <laughs> is this R- dumb? Really? Because, like, I, I, I read a little bit about it, but brushed it off a little bit. What what's What's the case for it? Like, what... What are well, the points supporting it, really? <laughs> the, the case for it is that... So, the reason that this got so blown out of proportion is because it was, you know, this particular town with this particular kind of force of personality preacher. And this guy had been, like... Before he moved to this town and started, like being a small town preacher, he was like a failed televangelist. Like huh. he tried he tried to be a televangelist and it didn't really like his <laughs> televangelism career didn't take off. Oh, as weird, damn, you hate to see it. As as weird as that is to say, That's uh, really it, funny. it didn't really it like it just didn't really take off and he he was already kind of like known for his kind of hair trigger fear mongering and his sort of the way he kind of jumped on condemning trends and mm-hmm. shouted about them very passionately. And I, it was, like, through his um, connections from his 
failed televangelism career that this started spreading. And, you know, you you go back and there's a lot of other stuff where, like, they look into this kid's background, like, the kid who supposedly did it, and who, like, right. you know, and it's like, oh, you know, there's some pretty, you know, compelling kind of anecdotal evidence that this kid probably never saw the Marmoset Chronicles movies, at least not in depth enough to actually want to pull off this kind of prank. And, you know, this is, this, they, 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 people are like, oh, like, look at, like, stuff about this person. This is kind of an extreme prank. It involves a dead animal. Uh, why would, why would someone who's never done anything like that before or since do this? And then you just, and then, you know, they start going into all of Laz Patillo's, um, high-powered enemies, and then you're just like, what? what is going on? And then all of a sudden you're like, was the moon landing faked? It wasn't. <laughs> Look, this is how... it. There's a reason that, like, conspiracy theorists only talk to other conspiracy theorists. It's yeah, because no, yep. once you're far enough down that rabbit hole, like, your brain starts doing some weird shit. Yeah, it's like... What what normal is changes and what normal is becomes yeah well, the moon landing was definitely faked. It, it's like it's like okay have you ever an okay let's say you're having an, a a fun friendly argument with someone and they're trying to convince you that a smoothie is soup, and then let's say like they get you on that you're like okay fine a smoothie is a kind of soup, yeah. then all of a sudden everything can be soup. Right yeah yeah yeah. Ketchup is soup. Ketchup is soup. Ranch dressing is soup. Yeah. Uh, sweat is soup. <laughs> Ice cream is soup, but frozen soup. Mm-hmm. Unless you put it in the microwave like some weird people do, and that's, then it's soup. Yeah, like... It's, cereal. It's all... Cereal is soup. Cereal is soup. Cereal is oh, absolutely I soup. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't, like, super huge on soup to begin with, but I definitely <laughs> like soup less now. <laughs> all right. See, I love... Mountain came to soup. <laughs> See, I really like soup, uh, but I, I, I do like getting people on this, because as soon as you get them to admit that one thing that isn't soup might be soup, you can make right. everything soup. It, um, it's, it's the, is a hot dog a sandwich of this podcast. Yes, yes. Um, do we want to have that conversation? Is a hot dog a sandwich, Jay? A hot dog is the specific name for the thing a hot dog is. Okay. Wait, hold on. So, so, I... A hot dog is a sandwich. However, if you go into a sandwich shop and ask for a hot dog, you're an asshole. Yes, exactly. Perfect. It, it's the same thing. What's the fucking, um... The anecdote about, like, wisdom versus knowledge in D&D or whatever? It's Oh, yeah. It's, one is knowing that a tomato is a fruit, the other is not putting it in a fruit salad. Like, yeah. it, it's the same shit as that. It's like, you can know what it is and still know what it's... I, I, I don't know. A hot dog can be a sandwich. I, I think that if you can classify a sub as a sandwich, you can classify a hot dog as a sandwich. However, a hot dog okay. is also a name for the specific thing a hot dog is. Okay, okay. Fuck so this off. Is my, this is my criteria for a sandwich. It is on... Me no, no, no. It is on some type of... It is something between carbs. Yeah, yeah. It, it is it's something some shit between bread. It is something between carbs, not necessarily bread, but it has to be carb based. Yeah. Uh, and it 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 has to. There's something in between it, and it would be weird without a condiment. Yeah, weird without a condiment. Weird if it was if no like either meat or some kind of protein wasn't in there. Um, it's weird if you just eat a sandwich of just vegetables. But uh, but you do you, fam. Um, yeah, th that's pretty much it. And all, of, sandwich. and all of this leads back to Satan. It does! Satan! The inventor of the hot dog! <laughs> Fucking, ugh. Do, do you think... Is this, do you is think this, Satan thinks hot dog's a sandwich? Is this the, our highest, like, number of tangents in an episode so far? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> okay, so... Okay, anyway. Satanic this, sandwich. Uh, satanic panic. <laughs> Can we please name? Yeah. Can the can the name of this episode be Satanic Sandwich? It absolutely can. And now that we've said it on the recording, I won't cut this out. It's legally binding. <laughs> but uh, okay. so yeah, so 
That's our background. Whether you believe that banana's conspiracy theory or not, that's that's the background of what happened. Um, I, I want to talk about what sort of spiraled out of it. Like, yes. so, you know, you have, uh, and the mountain came to them. That that all happens. Logica. Oh, a woman who's powerful. That's scary. Um, and anti, anti-establishment ideas in that movie. There's a lot of anti-establishment ideas in that movie. Absolutely, yeah, uh, yeah, perfectly. It's, it's probably that combined with the powerful woman that really, really scared people. I think just one or the other would have been fine, but both of them, and people are like, oh my god, we're going yeah. to have anarchy. I, I mean, imagine if this guy was in the theaters to see Mad Max Fury Road, he would have been fucking incensed. Okay, everybody take a shot, we have a mention of Mad Max. <laughs> There's similar series of movies! I know. Um, they are, I'm right! Motherfucker! Um, yeah, no, but then, but then you have, um, you have the Purgatory Bureaucrat after yes. that. Yes. Which is the one that has, you know, the horror as kind of a, like, you, you could, and I'm sure many a academic has written this essay on, like, is the horror meant to be in some way a satanic figure? I don't think so, because again, like, I, I don't think Laz gives a shit about Satanism. Like, apart from playing that game of playing up the, oh yeah, maybe I am into Satan, like, in his work, I don't think Laz gives a shit about... Maybe, maybe I am into Satan. <laughs> maybe I am into Satan. Maybe it's not just a phase. So what? I don't know. And that movie, like, like just from, uh... So the trailers for that movie, for Purgatory Bureaucrat, show a little bit of the horror, but not a lot mm-hmm. of it. Like, it, like you know... It, it, I don't know if you ever watched the trailers for that movie. You know there's a creepy thing? Mm-hmm. You know there's a creepy thing. And that's kind of all you really get of the horror in those trailers. Um, but, like, from very early on, there were, like, you know, whatever the progenitor of the Westboro Baptist Church, which I guess would still be the Westboro Baptist Church, just, like, out front, like, calling people going to see the movie Sinners. Like, mm-hmm. there was some case at a, a theater in Colorado of, like, a bunch of people, like, some people from a church just, like, throwing eggs at a group of kids mm-hmm. who are just going to see it and, like, mm-hmm. trying to... Which is really... Like, I don't know why a group of angry religious people egging innocent bystanders <laughs> is funny to me, but it definitely is. Um, yeah, it, it's just all this, all this, like, outcry starts. And, you know, it never became, like, marches through the street, just through downtown fucking Washington, D.C., but, like, it was a decent number of pockets of concerned parents who are absolutely convinced mm-hmm. that Laz Patillo was trying to open the door and let the, the the big man Satan into their children's lives. Yes. And I, and I do I also what? find this a little bit funny because the the ultimate message of the Marmoset Chronicles is is not necessarily unchristian. Yeah, that's fair. Like the idea that you should kind of, like, bear your burdens and also, while also trying to, like, pay them back to the world is not necessarily an unchristian sentiment. Not at all. Like, I, I think you can extrapolate a lot about faith out of those movies, right? Like, like mm-hmm. everything about Georgie's sort of path through, you know, like, you can interpret his sort of meandering nature as something based in faith as like I will wander wherever because something's protecting me mm-hmm. you can see it as a lack of faith you you could do a lot with that and I I for one am nowhere near equipped to but I'm sure someone is um, yes I, I I went to church as a kid only because my dad was in the choir and my mom was the pianist <laughs> so it which which that, that that's always my um with a lot of this like early satanic panic against things Uh, that's always kind of what I find the most funny, is a lot of the things that they're, like, going after are not actually, if they actually consumed the media, are not actually anti-Christian at all. Like, uh, how hard people went after after Doom. (laughs) You realize you you killed the demons in Doom. The demons are (laughs) the bad guys in Doom. You're you're not one of them. Like, what what are we doing here? Doom was also, uh, the guy who made Doom's a Mormon. It's true, yeah. Yep. Fun, fun, that is my only video game fun fact. But, so, this all happens, and I and then we get the very interesting discussion of how Laz does and doesn't respond to it. Yeah, definitely. 
because there are many different ways that people can respond to these kind of allegations. Sure. And it, it and it, you know, and how they respond to them today is different than how they would respond to them in, you know, yeah. in the early 80s. Today it would be, like, on Twitter or something. But. I mean, t- today you'd be on Twitter and just, like... Right now you'd make, you'd make like, a vaguely uh, patronizing response on Twitter and that'd be it, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. But, yeah, but, you know, there's always the question of, like, do you respond through your work? Do you make your next movie in some way reference that? And, like, if that's a question, is there a case for Laz doing that in the last couple of movies? I, I don't really know. I would say probably not, but that's also me as someone who's often a little bit deaf to religious imagery when it happens, unless mm-hmm. it's literally, you know, a cross. <laughs> unless unless it's literally, you know, the, the, the greatest hits, basically. Got it. Um, I think I'm a little bit more sensitive to that stuff. I don't necessarily see it. I think you can read it into it. I don't think it's particularly, um, on purpose. I think it's there the same way you can kind of read a Christian allegory into most Western stories, just because a lot of, uh, Western story canon is built off of those kinds of biblical story backgrounds. Sure. If you want to talk about, you know, the, the... A whole bunch of stuff coming from Greek myth and a whole and Greek writing and a whole bunch and Roman writing and a whole bunch of stuff coming from biblical writing and then you kind of smooge it together and you get a lot of the basis for the Western literary canon, and it mm-hmm. builds off of a lot of other things too. And it's reductionary to just say you know that's it, but that is a, that is a big chunk of it. And it's a root, be- yeah. And because of that, you can you can read a uh, a bunch of other stuff in. To, you can read a lot of. Uh, I think a lot of Christian story beats into things that don't necessarily need to have them. Uh, I, so I don't necessarily yeah. see him leaning into that in either direction. I don't think he's doing damage control in the movies and trying to make them unsatanic. I don't think he's trying to lean into it and make them more satanic. Uh, I think Laz Patillo, the, the, Laz Patillo's response to this was like a masterclass in not giving a shit. Oh yeah, Corey, which, which like... To be fair and to be honest, what the fuck else would you expect? <laughs> like, he, you know, he, he's got his mission. It was the same as when he was making the first one of these in 1970. He's not going to mm-hmm. let a little, a little old dose of Satan get in his way. It was, yeah, and yeah, he, he doesn't care. He uh, has that interview. He has a couple more interviews where he just plays it up. Keanu Reeves vampire style. I do mm-hmm. like that, that uh, comparison a lot, actually. Um, there is... A whole thing where, like, I don't know, the National Enquirer, what one of those like magazines that you see at the grocery store checkout, really that's trashy always, tabloids. Like, Obama's really, a gay werewolf, you know those kinds really of really trashy tabloids. Yeah, there was one of those in you know like like eighty five that uh, or eighty four that had like supposed photos of him in like standing in what was supposed to be a satanic summoning circle, and really it was pretty obvious that it was just, like, someone drew a pentagram in chalk on, a, on, a, on like, a, an empty parking lot and got some of his friends together in hoods to take photos yeah. of it. Um, but yeah, there, there was, like, a whole, like... Th- there was a hunt for the secret relationship between Laz Batillo and Satan by some of these people. There was a hunt for it. They were like, we, we know... You know, whether it's because our pastor tells us or because God tells us, whatever. We know that this man is being influenced by the devil. And we are going to find that evidence. And, you know, this is a a thing that you you see in social movements today Uh as much as anywhere. Is like, someone is so convinced that the evidence exists that they will go to any lengths to find what they believe is that evidence. Even if it's completely far out that you'd make that connection mm-hmm. if you're someone looking in from the outside. Same oh. as, you know, same as what fuels those conspiracy theories. Same as faking the moon landing. That is, people convinced of something I reaching am... to whatever length is necessary to get them there. That's... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I'm trying really hard. Like, I'm biting my tongue because I, I I don't think either of us want to jump into politics. No, so, no, no. We, we, yeah, I mean, you and so, I both know what we're both thinking of. We can leave it at that. It's fun. Um, Instead, I'm gonna make fun of flat earthers. 
That fucking go! Because, <laughs> okay, out of all the conspiracy theories I've ever run across, I understand, like, the concept of flat earth the least. Because, yeah. because if the earth was flat, why the fuck would they want to hide it? Like, all the rest, all the rest of the conspiracy theories, like, I understand if they are true, why you would want the general public not to know about it. Yeah. We have, we have alien technology? Okay, I see why you don't want the general public to know about that. Lizard people? Sure, I see why you don't want people to know about lizard people, or shadow conspir- uh, shadow organizations running governments or whatever. But yeah. why the fuck would you hide the fact that the Earth <laughs> is flat? <laughs> Illegal frisbee. We can't let the people know about this big frisbee. We're oh all on it. We're all on the frisbee. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, all right. God. Oh wait, fuck. hold on. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So Go. you, I wanted to check something here because you said people were searching for a, ne- a connection between Laz Patillo and Satan. Yeah. So I I, I put some choice words into Google because oh you boy. said that and what imme- immediately popped into my head because I've spent too long on the internet was there's got to be fan fiction of that right oh no <laughs> <laughs> what's the answer I'll let you find out guys I'm not going to tell you <laughs> oh, the answer is going to be yes dear listener I'm almost sure of it I'm going to do a little sh- you know, and, and like, <sighs> before I hit enter on this keyboard, <laughs> I, I'm having a moment of like, of, 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 you know, lucidity and just thinking like, is it going to be God and Satan being friends? No, is no, it no. going to be them fighting or fucking? I, what, <laughs> what horrors have you for me today, Mr. Internet, who has come knocking <laughs> at my door? What? When you said God, did you mean Laz Patillo? Yeah. <laughs> but not not a not a hard confusion to make. <laughs> God damn it! It is a funny one. <laughs> no, I I I listen. I'll do that searching in my own time because I feel like if we open the door into Marmoset Chronicles fan fiction. Well, we should probably bookmark that for well, its own episode. Gonna write that down right now. You know, there's um, not there's not like, as much of it as you'd think there would be. Anyway. Anyway, but but yeah, like <laughs> whether whether you're writing your own fan fiction to find it, or you're, you know, reading the pages of the National Enquirer next to the, the article about how Susan Sarandon gave birth to Bat Boy. <laughs> like the, you, you, you'll you'll find your truth wherever you want. I, I think that's very true with a lot of this kind of stuff. It's like you know, in that town in Illinois, in uh, there it is, in, in Gerard, Illinois. You know, that th- those guys are kind of like looking for a thing to blame, and 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 like they 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 were looking for a thing to pin a lot of stuff on, and that's that's kind of the whole satanic panic. Like you're looking for things to blame your own fear on. Is 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 what yeah. it all comes down to, and. and I, I I think that it is actually really fascinating that these movies became a subject of that. I, yeah. I think it's like very odd because again, I, I don't know if Laz Patillo is a religious man. I if you could tell me no, I believe you. If you tell me yes, I believe you. I don't know. But like it's so far from what I think of when I think of his creative voice and what he wants to talk about. Mm-hmm. That to see it be, you know, hoisted by the hoisted by the batard is like this crazy secret agenda of his is just. What director are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like it just doesn't feel like they're talking about the same guy. Yeah. No, I agree with you. It's and it's again kind of ties back to the idea that like a lot a lot of the media that people accused of this like you know you pretty obviously didn't actually look at the media you're condemning yeah. before condemning yeah. it. You're um, condemning Dungeons of Dragons Dungeons of Dragons. You're condemning Dungeons and Dragons cuz you saw a scary picture of a skeleton man wh- in it once. Ooh. It's, you know, what what if a fucked up demon looked at you? 
taken to the extreme of a bunch yeah. of God-fearing churchgoers making a whole movement out of it. Um, did you ever watch, um, oh, what's it called? <laughs> I, I think it's called The Phantom Behind, it's, it's not The Phantom Behind the Wren, it's The Phantom Behind the, I think it's The Phantom Behind the Plot is the name of it. It is a, like, it's not made in the same town, but it was a, uh, attempted expose of Laz's, see of, like, secret subliminal religious dealings that was like like uh-huh. uh, 50 minutes long made oh. by you know whatever the 80s version of pure flicks was and j- distributed at you know christian rock concerts and symposiums and stuff was- like that it, As, that was... And it just kind of, it became a cult thing because like uh-huh. no one took it seriously. There was a whole that that's another thing is like there's a whole generation of kids who grew up in these churches. Yeah. And I'm sure some of them grew up believing what their parents were saying when their parents were saying, you know, the Marmoset Chronicles is satanic. Uh, you know, later Harry Potter is satanic. Uh-huh. That's I can't believe we didn't bring that one up yet. Like Harry Potter was vi- viewed as satanic just because it had witches in it. But, you know, for every one of those, you have a lot of kids who laughed at that shit and then went and watched those movies anyway. And a lot of those kids from the churches where that that uh, quote-unquote documentary got passed around just, like, would have viewing parties to watch it and make fun yeah. of it and, you know, be 14 and drink. Yeah. <laughs> like, that it, was... It's a pretty popular thing to riff tracks, I think. Um, yeah. It's just, like, really Poorly made. Uh, it's not even like entertainingly batshit. I haven't watched the whole thing. I've seen parts of it. Uh, I can't. I there's only so much of that kind of thing I can deal with. Uh, I know. Yeah, so, I hear you. Uh, it, it it burns itself out on me very quickly. But uh, same thing as like reefer madness, where it's like I I get what's funny about watching this now. I just yeah. Eh. Yeah. No. I I I I'm on the same page as you there, but. Um, it's just, like, it's not even entertainingly batshit, because sometimes you watch something like that, and you're like, I'm fascinated. Sure. What the hell is going on? Absolutely. Um, You know, there, sometimes you, you find, uh, or or sometimes you find movies that do that. Yeah. Uh, Like, Patchtown. I don't know about Patchtown. That's okay. Patchtown's incredible, and I can't tell you anything about it, because you need to go into that movie cold. Okay. Okay. I, Jay. I, I'm trying. Yeah. I, there's a, a specific way you need to watch Patchtown. Start Patchtown with three shots in front of you. Take the first shot at the beginning of the movie. Shortly after the movie starts, in, probably in the first ten minutes, you're going to come to two realizations. Okay. You take a shot for each of those realizations because you're going to need it. Okay. <laughs> this movie has a, a glowing 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, I recommend everybody watch Patchtown. Patchtown is, like, my, um, the, like, weird, so-bad-it's-good movie that, like, I found. Yeah, alright, I've never, I don't think you and I have ever talked about this movie before, but yeah, fuck it, I'll watch this. I'll watch anything, I don't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh... I'm trying to find... Fuck. Do you, alright, have you ever seen the movie made... About people who think that Stanley Kubrick's The Shining yes. is a confession yes. movie to yes. the idea that he specifically directed the faking of the moon landing. Okay, so that that docu- that documentary actually focuses on three separate conspiracy theories about The Shining, and one of them is you're that right, Stanley you're Kubrick. right. That yes. is the one that popped out. Though. Room two thirty seven. I was I had room three one four in my head, which was not correct. But no, I've I've seen that movie. That movie is infuriating. I see. I I think it is exactly the kind of fascinating you're describing there. Personally, it's like I there's something about the ideas in those people's heads and how fervently they believe them and why and how you start to see the other bits of their lives or you know to whatever degree you see their lives around those ideas that enforce the why that I, I genuinely think is super interesting. Yeah. It's something else, man. People, I guess, like, you know, I think a good way to sort of start to bring all of our thoughts together about this is people, people do this shit with important pieces of media. People so badly want 
important pieces of media to carry these... Some kind of, like, conspiracy theory like this. Yeah. Um, and even if it's, like, you know, um... Which is, like, how many times have you seen, like, an article where it's, like, the top ten dark... Uh, dark secrets in Disney movies. Yeah, oh yeah, Here, here's the fucked up timeline in Pixar movies where there's an apocalypse halfway through, whoa. Yes, exactly. But, yeah, I fucking hate that shit, it's so stupid. But but whether it's like The Shining or like, you know, even going as, back as far back as like The Wizard of Oz, you know, like you can supposedly see like someone hanging, like, yep. Which, it, it, it's just a shadow, like. Yeah, it's just a badly placed shadow. But people love stuff like this about important pieces of media. How yeah. many, like, going back to, you know, here's another connection here. The exor, uh, no, that, it's not the exorcist, poltergeist. Mm. Po- uh, love that movie. How, well, have you ever, like, read about, like, the whole curse with the cast and all the, yep. like. Yep, uh, a little bit. Not in a long time, but yeah. But people want this stuff to, and people, I think people said that the exorcist cast, like, was a little bit cursed, too, but I don't know as much about that as the Poltergeist one. But just, people want it to be like that. Yeah, exactly. Or, like, and, and you know, it can go even beyond legitimate to conspiracy, uh, it can go beyond legitimate conspiracy to just weird, stupid shit, like, th- this, which I think is just, um, a further extrapolation of it. Are you, <laughs> I hate this sentence, are you aware of bigger Luke theory? <laughs> What? It's a Star Wars thing. Oh, God. All right. Hit me with the next stupid Star Wars thing that's going to make me want to get into Star Wars even less. I, I, the only reason I bring it up is that it's, I, I could not think of another example, this based, you know, not in like hidden secrets or hidden horror, but in just a really stupid idea. Um, Okay, tell me. There was this idea. I don't know offhand when it came up. Uh, I don't know if anyone still really believes it now. Um, <laughs> there was something about the way different shots were done and framed in... I don't know if it was all three of the original movies, or maybe just the last one, where someone, like, people took different shots of Luke Skywalker standing next to different char- other characters versus in other movies, and came up with this crazy theory that there were actually two Luke Skywalkers in these movies, one of whom was just a slightly different height from the other, and just no other characters ever acknowledged it. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. And, and like, the reason I think of that when you're talking about these, you know, these other conspiracy theories is, like, yeah, that's not one where someone in the cast fucking dies, and they're like, oh, this is cursed, but it's just, like... I think what both those and something like Bigger Luke Theory and what stuff like, you know, Satanic Panic about movies comes from is just staring at a thing so long that you, like... that everything that you feel owed. Everything oh, becomes soup. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or not even that. It's just, like, every soup is secretly a sandwich. <laughs> and I'll prove it to you. Like... It, yeah, it, it, it's just I've stared at this this thing for so long that I I feel like there must be something more than what I've seen in my first twenty viewings of it, or else I've wasted or, part of those viewings. And that, that's like, not really the idea behind the satanic thing, maybe, but I think it is the idea behind those other conspiracy ideas. It's like I'm gonna look at this thing until I find something deeper in it, no matter if that thing is the cast got cursed, or here's some fucked up connections between Ratatouille and Toy Story 3. Or, um, it's almost like, have you ever accidentally kind of fallen into, like, an observation of, like, a fandom for a pretty small movie? Yeah, sure. Or a fandom for, like, that's really only for one movie? Yeah, yeah, I, I mean... That was what the Frozen fandom was until Frozen 2 came out. You know, but I think a better... I think the Rise of the Guardian I, movie, Guardians oh, movie, that, would be... That's would be a, a good one, sure. Would, uh, would be a better example here. Or, like, people get so into, like, this one movie, and you watch them, and you're like, yeah, no, this is definitely a good movie, but... 
those yeah. people who really attach to something that really just has that one piece of media. I immediately ruined my own explanation because I think Rise of the Guardians is, has books. I think that movie's based off books. But- no, but I, I think I think that's still a good example, though. I, I don't know if it is, but like I. I I I think most of the fandom that existed from that movie cuz I I was on Tumblr in the thick of that fandom. I I think most of the fandom that existed because of that movie was separate from the existence of books. I think it was just people liking yeah. the movie. Um there's that I feel like like that now you're making me think of movies that I bet do have those and we don't even know about it like um they made a movie that's also based on books but the Guardians of Gahul movie. Oh yeah. Owls. I I read I read a couple of those books. Yeah, like, I'll, I'll, and I'll bet you that movie has its own sect of fandom. Fuck, Jupiter Ascending probably has its own sect of fandom. Jupiter and that's Ascending just has fandom. A drug Definite. trip that the Wachowskis took together once. I, I'm, I'm thinking of a. What is this called? Hold on. Yeah, see, all the ones I'm thinking of are like mostly based on books. Like Snowpiercer came to mind, and that's based on a book. I'm looking this up because I need to. Stitch. No, it, it's called Nine. Oh my fucking god! Are you talking about the movie that got me into one of my favorite bands, Coheed and Cambria? Is that the Nine you're talking about, Kirsten? Oh my fucking god! We I, gotta go for another fucking hour I'm at least on so... this, because now we've brought up Nine. Yeah, no, Nine is fucking strange. What the hell just happened? I was just, I just wanted to, I just wanted to bring up this weird animated movie I have vague dream memories of, and then Jay started yelling. What? And you did. No, my main memory of Nine. So the trailer. So I, I thought Nine. I remember seeing a trailer for Nine in front of something. I have no idea what. I feel like maybe like Coraline. That was kind of the same time period. So not. Have you seen Nine, or are you just vaguely aware of it? I. Okay, I I'm not vaguely aware of it. I'm aware of it because I know it single-handedly started something called Stitch Punk. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it. it which like. You can look at the character and, designs for 30 seconds and be like, all right, got it. Like, And cause, the thing, the weird thing about Stitch Punk is Stitch Punk has no other media except no. for Nine. Yeah, like, like, I, like I, I guess, I don't know, you could argue that uh, the, the lady with the stitches from The Nightmare Before Christmas is kind of Stitch Punk, I guess, if you really want to stretch it. But, that, <laughs> but that's, that's, that's about all you got. That's um, why yeah, I'm no, aware no, of it. Sorry. Sorry to freak out about Nine. The trailer for that movie uh, had uh, was was what got the song "Welcome Home" by Coheed and Cambria popular. A song I now don't like, but which was my gateway into that band. They were my favorite bands, um, and that and that movie is legitimately why the movie is like barely over an hour long, and it's kind of nothing, but it did that for me, and I'm thankful. All right, um, I'll. Uh... Maybe I'll watch this movie. Now I'm looking at it. It looks really fucking weird. But anyway, it's visually um, really interesting. It's it's very quick, but it's it's got some ideas. But um anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I'm but, sorry to freak out about 9 so hard. Please return to your point. Um but yeah, we if you stare at anything, if you if you like something enough and there's no more of it. I think this is where I was going. Because yeah. There was no other Laz Patillo media, yeah. as we've said. So people want so badly for there to be other stuff in here. There was kind of a resurgence um, in, like, you know, kind of the early 2010s of the idea that, you know, somewhere in the Marmoset Chronicles is this overarching, like, undercurrent of dark magics. Yeah. Uh, because people want there to be something else. I think that's that's what where, that's where I'm gonna leave off is that uh, this started because of you know the absolute ridiculous, horrible, tragic nonsense that was the Satanic Panic, and people still cling to it because they want so badly for there to be more. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, on, honestly, like I, I I don't have a lot to add to that at this point because I think you hit the nail right on the head. It's you know it, it's yeah, it, it's the everything is soup thing where you're just. First, you convince yourself everything is soup, and, and and then you sort of, like, start to ask the big questions about that soup, man. Like, yeah, is it is the soup secretly a stew? Would I even know if it was a stew? Cereal if it's a is a stew, stew. Have I been betrayed by Laz Patillo? 
<laughs> Cereal is a stew. Anyway. God fucking uh, damn it. Uh, hey, Jay, where yeah. can they find you on the internet? You can find me on the internet at Twitter at Extreme Salsaing, uh, where you will find me, you know, just sort of sometimes displaying witticisms and sometimes taking adequate selfies. That's kind of the 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 two-faced coin of my identity on Twitter.com. YouTube is Hi, I'm Jay. It's still there. Maybe I'll make a video on there again sometime. Honestly, just Twitter. I've got some, like, stuff cooking that I can't talk about yet, but when I do, it'll be on Twitter. Kirsten, where yeah. can people go to if they want to uh, ask you questions about your personal involvement with the Church of Satan? <laughs> uh, come find me on Twitter at Kirsten M. Writes, and I will preach to you about Satan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I will write you a personal sermon. Uh, Hell yeah, that sounds great! Um, yeah, right there. But, uh, yeah, come find me at Kirsten M. Writes. Uh, I'm not super active on Twitter, but... Um, you know, you'll find me occasionally uh, occasionally screaming into the void. You can also find yep. me on Instagram at Kirsten Meehan Writes, uh, where I have a lot more kind of uh, poetry and books and kind of discussion about writing processes, stuff like that. Uh, so please join me on either of those. I'd love to see you there. Um, cool. And uh, do we have any... I'll... And uh, thank you, Orange Grove. Orange Grove there Podcast Network. Thank you for... Yeah. As always, for hosting us, you guys are incredible, and we love you dearly. Yep, and if you're uh, if you're not in the Discord, hop in the Discord. We have a lovely channel for this very podcast. There's a bunch of other stuff going on there, too. Um, I, I always think, like, if you want to get into more of the podcasts on the network, the best way is obviously just to do it, but, like, there's a lot of good people in there who will turn you on to what might be the next good one for you. And, mm -hmm. yeah, it's a good time. And um, I think with that, we will say goodbye to you for another week. Thank you for being patient with us and waiting a week for us to kind of figure out where we're going with this next. Uh, and we can't wait to see you next time. Have you ever watched the anime called One Piece? Yeah, Joe. I watch it for a podcast that we do. B what? You know, we are watching One Piece. I started watching it so you could rewatch it, and then we talk about it sometimes. I, I, have, I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, we don't do it super frequently. Once a month at best. Did, did you forget? We analyze the story and discuss the show's themes, characters, compare it to other media, and how it provides an allegory for real-life politics and events. I, I must have forgotten. What, where can I listen to remind myself? You can listen at the Orange Groves Podcast Network or search for We Are Watching One Piece in your favorite podcast app. What's a podcast?